Hey everyone, welcome to the Megan May Podcast. I am your host, Megan May, and I am so excited you are here. I am a wife, mom to four, entrepreneur, small town girl, people pleaser in rehab, faith follower, and just your average girl next door. Enough with the small talk, let's dig deep. I am excited to share with you in this space real and imperfect episodes of marriage, mom life, relationships, faith, adoption, and so much more. More than anything, I hope to inspire you to truly know how much you matter in this world. So grab a cozy spot, blanket, snack, or beverage of your choice and come exactly as you are and let's get started. About four years ago, I attended a women's event. It was a one-day encouraging event for all women, and it was called She Rises. And myself, along with a group of friends, went. When the founder of this event spoke, as most motivational speakers do, she hit my heart, and with her words, it didn't take long for me to be a bawling emotional mess. Truly, I cry over Cheerio commercials, so it isn't really hard to wreck me, but what she said was so good. Anyways, the next day, Jake and I attended church, and this same speaker and founder of this event just happened to be sitting right in front of me. And you guys, I was a little starstruck. So the church that we go to is a little different. Um, I know everyone attends different churches, but the one we go to actually has a band up front. It has um, a stage and music. It has drums and guitar and singers, and it is just full on worship. And it's a little different. Some people wave their arms, some clap, some dance. It's truly kind of your time with God to do whatever you feel in your heart it is to do while worshiping him. Now, I grew up in a traditional church where you sit in silence and there's a traditional choir or organ player playing traditional songs, and you can truly hear if someone across the church sneezes. And I definitely miss some of those traditional songs and the quiet setting of the atmosphere. So when we started attending this new church, it was quite shocking with the loud music where you can't even hardly hear if someone sneezes next to you. But now I have come to love it, and this celebrity status speaker in front of me was all about worshiping to the fullest. After the worship was over, the pastor actually has everyone kind of turn around and greet one another, and you guys, she turned around and she looked at me and she greeted me with this huge hug. And while she was hugging me, our earrings actually got stuck together and we had to untangle our earrings and I thought it was the coolest thing. I remember when we got them untangled and I looked at my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, Susan's earrings got stuck in mine. (sighs) Anyway, it was a few months later that this gal reached out to myself and my business partners, Lindsay and Amy, and asked if we could meet at her house for coffee. I was a bit shocked and so excited. When we met with her, we talked and got to know one another, and she ended up asking us if we could emcee her next event, which I thought it was crazy and absolutely amazing. I mean, we were just these ordinary girls on a mission of spreading joy, and she wanted us to be a part of her women's event that she poured her heart and soul into. And of course, we said yes. But here's the thing. Although it was an absolute honor to emcee her event and actually continue to do so and love on her audience of women for three years after that, what was even more amazing was what she said to us right before we left. She asked 
us one of the most life-changing questions or statements for me, and that was asking us if we could be part of her front row. At the time, I probably looked at her like a deer in headlights as I've never been asked before if I could be a part of someone's front row. She proceeded with, well, you know, you can categorize people in your life. Some are in the front row, some are in the middle, and some are in the back, and some even way far away in the balcony. And I am wondering if you guys would want to be towards the front. Um, what? This was a genius concept. As four years ago, I was heavily addicted to people-pleasing. My organizing rows were all over the place. I had people in my life equally in the front and in the middle and in the back and in the balcony. There was no rhyme or reason to where I placed people in my life. And that statement made me think a lot. And most importantly, it made me start doing some work. As an extrovert and someone who loves to talk, I would often be an oversharer of things. I often would put my trust in people who did not deserve that position to begin with. I wanted to believe everyone loved me and was good and thought I could trust them and I would end up getting hurt over and over and still keep those people in the front of my life, still trying my hardest to make those relationships work and still hoping that they would change or love me without judgment. But that's not reality, living in a world of rainbows and unicorns. And you best believe that when I stopped fighting so hard for the love and approval of others and started categorizing people in my life according to the roles they deserved, my life changed in big ways for the better. And so in this episode, I'm going to explain to you just how I did that. Now, my front row people are very small. And thank goodness, because those are the relationships that cause you to put in the most effort and time into them. They are sacred, and just like a marriage, you need to work on them to keep them that way. You need to make time for those people, and you need to allow those people into the deepest part of your heart. Those people need to know you through and through, so when you need love or support or just a kick in the butt and to push you out of a dark hole— they will do that because they truly know you. You have built that trust and respect with those people in your front row, and you've been through a lot of good and hard times together. So as a people pleaser, naturally, I wanted to put everyone in my front row, but that was not realistic. And I started categorizing people in accordance to like who grew me, who made me better, who I could just feel I could trust things about me with feelings that I have, with um, my life, my family, that just kind of knew the deeper parts of me. And actually those people through, I don't know, through good and hard times, we have earned that trust together. And so I started really looking at those very few people because of course I thought I had to have a bunch of people in my front row because you know everyone should be able to tell everybody they have all these friends and they're popular and everything like that but in all reality like I said I am so thankful my front row is very small because those relationships that work goes equally both ways and if I want them to know the deepest part of me without judgment I better be receiving to that for them. So being a part of somebody else's front row, I'm going to use my husband as an example. So obviously my husband is part of my front row. Now for some women, that might not be the case yet. Not to say that that can't happen, but for me, it is my husband. And 
I am in his front row because together we have worked really, really hard on communication both ways. When we're frustrated, we have extended each other grace. I always say like, my front row and the people that I'm in their front row, we have like a goodwill account, I call it. So, you know, if you have like this bank account and you you have to take a withdraw, which means you screwed up or something, but you have so many deposits in there that even if you had to take a withdrawal, they will give you grace because your account is already so full. And so I think that's that's the most important thing is just extending each other grace, but also knowing what they need from you. And sometimes that is encouragement, but sometimes it's also telling them how it is. If you are asking someone in your front row to give you advice, you better be prepared to receive it in a kind manner to also not wreck their front row for you. So it truly is a really, really challenging to be in a front row and it's really challenging to have a front row because the work has to be done for that spot to be deserved. But let me tell you, just like any effort of friendships or marriage or anything that you put that effort in, the good and the hard and everything, it truly can be beautiful and I am beyond blessed to have my small front row people in my life. Now your next front-ish rows should hold the next most important people in your life. Those are the friendships that you might not talk to them for a year, but you can pick up right where you left off. Or they know most of you. They make you feel better when you're with them. They make you feel better when you leave than when you came. And you put effort into them. Your values are somewhat the same. Remember, you very much become who you hang around with. So I highly recommend you choose these two rows wisely. So an example when I have my front-ish rows, so I have this group of college girlfriends. Uh, we have a Snapchat group together. We were in beauty school. We called each other the beauty school dropouts because uh, none of us continued to do hair for very long after we went to school. And my front-ish row people are the, are the people that I can tell things to. They're, they're usually the people that they know first on things. And they just love and support you. And it's crazy because this particular group of women, we are so different. We are a bunch of misfits that got picked to be friends and just stayed friends like 17 years later, I think already. But we truly can not see each other for a couple years and just get together with our kids and with each other and just pick up right where we left off and we can walk away feeling better than when we came and just encourage and love each other through all the crazy seasons of our lives. And that's how I would explain if for my front row people of just that I don't get to see a lot, but the ones that I do, you know, they're the ones that Again, they're, they're great cultivating friendships or great family. I mean, I'm not just going to categorize friends in these rows. It is family too. And no matter how close, blood or not, how close these family members are, it is okay for you to categorize them according to their value that they bring in your life. If they are family members that are amazing and wonderful and you enjoy being around them, you need to put them up in your frontish rows. But if they judge you and judge your parenting and 
judge uh, what you're doing. And if you just like feel that every time you walk away from, from that time together or whatever, it's okay to put them towards the back. So I think when you, when you do categorize, it's just, it's okay to have permission that although you're family, guess what? We didn't get to pick them either. And so it is okay for your sanity and your health to categorize them accordingly. The middle well, that contains the people that you love and appreciate, but have just changed seasons in your life and you don't really connect with them anymore. You see them, you say hi, it's simple, it's nice, and you can take them or leave them. And either way, it's good for the both of you. Now, once you get towards the back, these are the people that you need to be more cautious with. They only get to know the surface level of you because they don't deserve any more than that. You are kind to them, but they don't get blessed with all of you because they are not worthy of that. You can still love these people deeply. However, it is healthier for you and your life if they stay towards the back. And then you guys, there's the balcony. Ah, the wonderful nosebleed balcony. It is not you who will put these people in the balcony. They actually put themselves there. They are toxic and they bring out the worst in you. They make you feel terrible, and these people are usually pretty unhappy about their own life. And as they say, misery loves company. Those people do not deserve you, and if they are ever allowed to move to a better spot in your life, they need to do a lot of work to get there. These people are the ones you pray for. You pray for their heart, and you pray for healing, and that is it. That is all you can do and they don't deserve any more than that in your life. I don't think there is anyone that can somewhat not relate to this. We all have all kinds of people and all kinds of personalities in our lives. Some are friends, current and past, and some are even family members. You can love them, but you still have the power to place them in their necessary role in your life. I now do this all the time and it can be ever-changing. There are people I move around in the rows. There are people who are so distant and now they've actually moved towards the front. How you categorize them today does not mean they need to stay there permanently. It just means that this is where they need to stay in the season of your life. So you're probably wondering the million dollar question, like how do you gracefully put someone that was probably categorized more towards the front that you bent over backwards for that you were just at their beckoning call or you again if you're a people pleaser like I was you just kind of have all your rows together and when you start putting them where they should be it's like how can you gracefully push them towards the back and I don't know if there's a super easy way to answer this I have pushed people towards the back which has caused hurt feelings especially when it came to family members I would say more than anything but there are times Times, depending on the situation that you just have to look at it and say I can't control their feelings and therefore I'm not going to allow them to control that spot that they have in my life anymore and sometimes you just got to push them to the back and take the the band-aid rip the band-aid off and there's other times where you just slowly start saying no more than you say yes and that's another hard thing to do is just you know when you get together with them, the conversations aren't good. You know when you get together with them, like you feel crappy. You know when you get together with them that they bring out like the 
the worst in you. They make you judgment. Because I just feel like when you can get around a group, you become that group and and you can start judging people and you can start falling into um, that negativity. And, you know, I would just say to slowly start saying no to getting together with them or that person or that family member, just slowly start saying no and then start saying no more and more and more. And usually those people will kind of get sick of you not falling into their personality and they will most likely move on to somebody else. So again, there's no super subtle way. Um, You either got to rip the bandaid off or you got to slowly start saying no more than you say yes to them. So although this has been like a huge, amazing thing that I have had in my life, I have also helped my kids develop this system in their life. So this has started with our daughter, Jada. She is 12. Oh my gosh, you guys, these years are just starting to get hard. I can sense the preteen and the emotions and everything. And, you know, I'm trying to teach her about, you know, front row people in her life. And, you know, I think I started out parenting, like be kind to everybody, be nice to everybody and be friends with everybody. But you know what, as an adult, that is, that's not what we want to do. We don't want to be forced into friendships with everybody. I do agree. You do not need to be mean. And I tell her that there's no tolerance for you to be mean. However, You do not need to be friends with everybody. And I think that was a hard reality for me to parent because it goes against like all the things I thought before. But I have watched her, her own personality at 12 change depending on who she's hung around with. And so I've helped her and had really open conversations with her of just how how healthy friendships are, how I have treated my friends, how I have screwed up with my friends, how I have broke their trust. And I just made her feel, or I I hope to help her make her feel that this is not perfect in adult life, so it's not going to be perfect at 12, but also to just really be intuitive and to pay attention to who brings out the best in her and for us to to talk about that and to continue to talk about that as well. And I will do it for my sons. They're just a little bit young and they, right now, um, I mean, their fights with boys, they just kind of hit each other, wrestle, and then they're moving on. They truly do love everybody right now. So until that becomes an issue, I guess, right now it's just kind of the focus has been with her. So if you guys are at all a visual person like I am, I am actually going to put together a PDF that I will post on my Instagram page just to kind of show you what those rows look like. I know kind of talking about it all, especially if you were like me four years ago and your rows are a hot mess, it can seem a little overwhelming along with all the other, you know, things that you have to remember like eating healthy and, you know, um, drinking enough water and did you exercise in the last year, you know, all those things. Categorizing people is just another thing to add but what I'm telling you is once you do it is so freeing so I am going to put a visual together for you guys to see kind of how I categorize my front rows again this is this is what's worked best for me but I do challenge you to internally to do that as well remember everyone's rows look different you may not even have a true healthy front row yet 
And if you don't, I encourage you to find those people or that one person and cultivate a healthy, amazing relationship together. You do not need to be exactly alike. Actually, most of my front row people are all very different than I am. I need that. And I need those people to help me see different perspectives when I need it most. The biggest thing is they all have the same values and the same heart that I have. And that is a gift that I very much cherish. And to the back row and balcony... Personally, I have had nobody make their way back up from those rows, so I can't really speak from experience on moving them. But what I can tell you is that once I place them back there in my life and beyond praying for them when they hurt or judge me, I don't make any more effort and it has been beyond freeing for me. I have less anger and hurt and they don't deserve me and I don't deserve toxic in my life either. So as I close this episode, I am beyond grateful for that woman to not only welcome me into her important space, but as she shared her thoughts with me, I can only hope that someone listening to this podcast needed to also get permission to place people accordingly to the correct rows in their life. So here I am giving you the utmost permission to move some people around in your life. Put them in the rows they need to be in and put the efforts into who matters most and pray for the rest. This matters because you matter, my dear, and you are worth having great people in your life that bring out the absolute best for you, that make you feel good, that push you beyond your wildest dreams, that support you and that pray for you behind your back and love you for you. You are worthy of that. So do the work and get those rows organized. And until next time, my beautiful friend, take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can follow more of me on Instagram at you matter by Megan. Also, please subscribe and leave a rating for this podcast. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. And don't forget to go home and start categorizing those rows.